You're listening to Ari Snapshots, where each fortnight we chat about the science behind the weeds and decode some of the trickier concepts which crop up. I'm chatting with John Broster today. He's a research agronomist and we're going to have a chat about his annual resistance testing report. Kiralee Condon, one of our Southern Extension agronomists, is going to be writing up Ari Insight on this shortly. And so we're getting a little bit of a preview and I guess an overview of what the results of the report showed. So John joins us now and he is on leave, but he's been doing some spring cleaning and we're lucky enough that he's given us a little window to have a chat. How are you going, John? Yeah, not bad, thanks. Thanks for joining us. Now, firstly, can you just give us a bit of background on how this report came about and what its intentions are? Yep, so for the commercial herbicide resistance testing service we run at Charles Sturt Uni, at the end of every season, I collate all the data that we've collected for that season and compare it to previous years so we can look at any possible trends or things that may need research done in the future if we see something. And it's brought about, you know, it was the method that the first Roundup resistance population was found by being sent in for the testing service. So it gives us that opportunity to pick up early forms of resistance and then do later research on them. We're going to ask some specific questions now and get into a bit of the detail. But firstly, uh, unfortunately, there wasn't a huge amount of people that did resistance testing this year. Uh, again, it's not a huge uptake in terms of resistance testing, which is unfortunate. We do try to do quite a bit of extension around encouraging people to do that. What are your views on the amount of people you got submitting samples for resistance testing? Yep. so there's a couple of reasons. One, it can be, and this year because... This service is mainly based through samples from New South Wales and Western Australia. Is that New South Wales having a drought last year meant that farmers either didn't have crops or if they'd grazed them off or fed them to livestock, so there were no weed seeds available for collection. And the other one is at that time of year when, when samples are collected, sort of mature plants, farmers are in the stage of getting ready for harvest or having commenced harvest, so they feel their priorities on other things at that time and having done a lot of it for the surveys it's not the most pleasant of jobs Mm. walking around a ripe crop fine looking for seed a lot of things that sort of conspire against it and sort of make it easy for a farmer or a manager to decide i've got other things better to do do you have any ideas of how we could change that potentially at times we have reseller groups sponsor tests or they actually do collection. Even when we've offered to collect for a fee, we've only had one or two resellers take up on that. So it's whether resellers are getting better record keeping nowadays, are feeling more confident on their assessing of it, of resistance and the stages, or whether it's just that it's something seen as more of a afterthought rather than a main management practice. Okay, John. Well, let's get into some of the results that you got out of the report. There were 19 new glyphosate-resistant ryegrass populations discovered. What did you think about those results, John? Yeah, that's, we're getting reasonably high numbers of ryegrass-resistant group M's most years now. That was back down on last year's, but last year's was specifically targeted in one location where they had a high suspicion of that. I think it's just showing that with the lack of other options in lots of places, that a lot more pressure is putting on, put on glyphosate and survivors from that operation, whereas we may have had survivors from glyphosate application before. They're not being controlled by any subsequent herbicides because of resistance and the survivors are getting through to set C. 
And there was also a few avidex-resistant ryegrass populations which were found. What did you think about that? Yeah, they were the first ones we've found, although in surveys in South Australia and Victoria they've found others. It's really to be expected if you think there are significant levels of trifluralin resistance across Australia, and avidex is one of those herbicides that fits in a similar situation to that herbicide, so that whether it's being used in conjunction or as a replacement. So again, we're putting, by using it more, we're putting pressure on it for the selection of resistance. Yeah, okay. And were there any other results which really stood out for you when compiling the report, John? No, there wasn't. We do this every year, looking at this year compared to the previous three, and we sort of run it through, and just recently we've published the results of the first 25 years of the testing service, looking at trends and comparisons, which goes into more in-depth than we can do with the annual report. The annual report's just put out to provide information to the people who supply the samples, the reseller and commercial agronomists, to try to get them to undertake more resistance testing. Yeah, perfect. And in terms of some of those practical messages which come out of the work that you do with all the reporting year to year, what are some of the tips you would give when it comes to managing resistance? Probably the first point of view is, and this is from a resistance testing viewpoint, is do some testing to be sure that all the herbicides you suspect are resistant are in fact resistant. So whether you're looking for subgroups within something like the Group A DIMS, we know there's differences within the DIMS, even in ryegrass. Whether all those herbicides you assume are susceptible are susceptible. So again, confirming your choices before you spend money on the herbicides. But also looking at if we can utilise as many other methods of weed control as we can before we utilise a herbicide. By treating less plants with a herbicide, we are reducing the speed at which resistance will develop. And any other comments, John, in regards to the report or any other tips you would give? What I could say is that when samples are sent in for resistance testing, if anyone decides after this to send some in, the more seed the better from a large area of the paddock. So we're getting a, a representative area of the paddock, if that's what you're concerned, or if you're concerned about a small area of the paddock, just sample that area of the paddock. But the more seed that we receive, the better our testing of the sample can be because we can use more, so more seeds and therefore be treating more plants with the herbicides. Okay, perfect. And how do people get in touch with you if they'd like to send you some samples next time? It's available on the Graham Centre website, which is www.csu.eu.au forward slash research forward slash Graham Centre. There's a herbicide resistance quick links on the front box, or they can email me at jbroster at csu.edu.au or phone me on 0427 296 641. Perfect. Well, thank you for giving us an update, John, and keep an eye out for Kiralee Condon's RE Insight, which will be coming out shortly, going into some of those results as well. Really appreciate it. No worries, Jen.